Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founding host and astrologer of Top Cosmos, leading edge conversations, awakening your authentic self for your soul growth. And isn't today really part of that happening? The moon's the moons. I say the moons because they go through phases and every month they go every two and a half days through another sign and every 28 days, a full moon and a new moon. It started from the beginning of time we know, and that's our one calendar besides the sun rotating um, in its day's spin or yes. So in other words, right now we are concentrating on our archetypal period. It's one way to look at a calendar and Pisces is going to have a new moon and it's opposing sign virgo six signs away it's going to have a full moon reaping in hey this is the flower what are you going to prune and virgo likes perfection and wants to interfere to, to make that perfection so it'll have a lot on its mind whereas pisces is hey you know it's the 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 the, the, the energy is beyond our control and, and they seem to work you know i mean the sun rises the moon goes on and Let's not interfere. Let's keep it simple. But along with that, our title of imagining watershed, you know, I had to grow fast and not fast, but think. And it is imagination. It can be illusion. It can be imagination. But that watershed, it is water. And it can be like, oh, my gosh, let's feed with it. Right. Let's not get drowned. <laughs> That's my take on all of that. But we will right now. And I come at this pretty fast because a lot is happening we know and we will discuss the obvious europe is in crisis mode the world might be in crisis mode we started on a crisis mode in 2020 with the coronavirus it sort of broke the barriers where that's what pisces is about no barriers we're on some platform now there's still a disagreement how you're going to handle that but we cannot we generally admit we're on that territory. Now we have a different uh, challenge, you might say, that is unknown how it's going to be, but how are these lunar cycles happening? Now, I won't say we'll totally show any real, but we'll give a little insight, right? That's what it's all about. Everybody confers and finds their insight. The other thing is, there is changing of the gods. Rick Tar Richard Tarnas's legacy book that he printed in 2006, Cosmos and Psyche, and he isn't a, a professor at Berkeley. He's written other books, uh, this uh, Civilization of the Western Mind, or I may not have that quite right, but which is a legacy uh, text for colleges. A brilliant mind, a great soul, and he is weaving the mundane, our events with the cosmos, which is Hermes, Thoth, Egypt, all over again, prior, past. The, 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 maybe in the mainstream, the saying, as below, so above. As above, so below, and on. Okay, and I do want to get to our panel. 
But remember, the lunar cycles between the sun and the moon is a template for these planets. So it's all associated, just like what has been defined on, if you're really listening to the bonus and all that with uh, changing of the gods. And it's there's time. You can still connect. I've heard people, and I say this because people go, oh, I can't get on. I haven't got a link. Well, then write. Register again. And remember, because it's changing of the gods series. So there's two S's in there. And if you have trouble, then write support at changingofthegodsseries.com. Okay, we are ready for the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, Certified Astrologer, Sacred Healing Counselor, Taroist and Numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, Energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. And we will one day get our wonderful member, Justin, to stop his busy, busy, busy uh, calendar to, to give us a little idea of himself. So I will, off the top of my head, um, give some information because I have it somewhere. But Justin is an archetypal astrologer, a spiritualist. He gives wonderful in-depth consultations. He's a Reiki master, specializes in um, animals, teaches online webinars, and uh, very active in the Northwest area and a spiritualist who has a, is his life calling to give service through that. So a multi, multifaceted person as all of us and loves the Sabians and we're grateful. Liz taught Sabians. I'm a student. I'm sure uh, Sarah is too. So we're moving in many directions. Hi, it's good to see you guys again, <laughs> guys and gals. Uh, reminds me of gulls and gals. I think Ivor in Washington had a great advertisement. He was one of the founding people in Seattle as far as local stuff. Okay, onward. We're in a pretty packed time in life right now, aren't we? I, I'm going to set off with a thought that I wanted to bring up and how we link it in fine. And then we'll see what, because I know all of you have ideas that you really want to present and we'll look at the charts but in fact if if um nathan can we 
bring that up or can I share it? Let's see, I didn't get into that today, did I, darn it? Okay, let's do it. I want to um, bring in a chart because three years ago, uh, there was a new lunar, uh, I'm doing two things at once, this is not working. Um, Chiron was at zero degrees Aries, an Aries point. And Chiron is, um, okay, here, maybe we've got it. And it's all about identity. And right now it's at 10, 11 degrees, the same as the last full moon in Virgo. I know I'm jumping a bit, but identity and Chiron is so important. I was thinking about Chiron who, okay, this is that. We don't want that one. We want, um, Here, uh, can you see that? Okay, I think you had it right. the first one I believe was correct. Well, it is, it is the Pisces, but I wanted to show here that last year or three years ago, up here on the right, that Chiron was zero degrees. Um, um, anyway, I'm going to stop sharing. Nathan, how do I stop sharing? Oh, thank you. Okay, so we're trying to. Part of the wound is taking that wound of what we're unable to heal in whatever area, and in this case, identity, and offer it to others in a healing. And I think we'll see this theme. Okay. Pardon my little chaotic. Pisces has a bit of chaos. <laughs> Defer to many things at once. My wonderful crew, Justin. Uh, Liz and Sarah, do you have a thought? I think just I, I just think it's funny. Every time I've heard people talk about Neptune, it's almost like it's it's hard to talk about because without sounding drunk, it has that download effect. <laughs> well, we um, both so yes, we, we yeah. both have it in our first house. It's yeah, true. It is pretty strong. <laughs> Well, oh, and she was, and there she, about, <laughs> she was talking about the lunar gestation cycle that started three years ago and ends on March 1st. And then March 2nd, we start a new lunar gestation cycle. And each new moon, we start a lunar gestation cycle. So I think that was part of the point that well, she was trying to make, but she didn't know how to articulate it. No, it's fine. If you could like put a little more description to that, because I know you've looked at it definitely. Well, yeah, the lunar gestation cycles, it starts with the new moon and it goes for nine months and then it's the first quarter moon. And then nine months later, it's a full moon. And then nine months later, it's a third quarter moon. And then nine months later, we start we start a new lunar gestation cycle. And it, the whole cycle lasts three years. Was there a yeah. key takeaway from that three year ago theme that carries over to this one that you recognized well, looking at well, it? We're, ending that one and starting a new okay. one. Well, that, okay. and I, I'm having trouble with the system, but generally just to uh, focus on that point, thank you, Sarah, is that that initiate, that was part of the initiation, the Aries point, zero degrees Aries that Chiron was in. So I'm just suggesting that the last three years and the next nine, eight, you know, it's an eight year period. So it, we're establishing the right to be ourself, just like the United States, will have a Chiron return. But the globe, 
there's a universal theme here behind everything. All these, the good, the bad, the ugly, that is working to help us establish it's okay to be ourselves because then we can be creative. And as looking at power, which we had on the 20th with the USA natal Pluto return, it was in one of my that power is really when we serve others. It's not, to, which really correlates with Chiron too. So that was my point. Not so what I hear. It. So what I hear you saying this really about establishing identity in some it respects. Is. And and if you look at the global scale, you can kind of see that kind of showing up sometimes. You know, here's Russia trying to establish its identity back to what it used to be, and now you got Ukraine trying to you know say wait a second our identities here you know so i thought that was kind of interesting when you brought in the aspect of expression of self and identity there that you can kind of see that from a mundane astrology perspective on a larger scale there yes and russia is having its saturn return since it became russia in 1991 so um so that's very interesting. Yeah, I recognized that last night too. Oh. I just found that. That's very well, interesting. And Saturn Ray from his the time that he started doing a leadership role as well. Well, so. let's look at the chart. Nathan, I'm gonna need help. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Here well, we I, are. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna mention that, you know, this just the overlying themes just seem to be when I tune into the energy of it, it's like a a tuning fork that's just been struck really hard and it there's all this excited energy that where we can sense the change happening with that mercury saturn that's been squaring uranus um that's very electrifying and exciting so there's you know with all the pisces and uh energy thrown in with it there's like an excitement of and recognition of how we're we can relate like people are relating to us of this you know even though it, some of it's been over um trauma signatures um you know these themes of uh someone coming in and saying what's yours is now mine and um times when people have you know been bullied or taking credit for someone else's work or this, uh, you know, themes of recognition of how some big organizations or big countries, businesses that lose sight of all the moving parts that make things work because they have one central source of power that loses sight of what's happening on, on many levels. So um i just think yes. there's a lot of themes that are kind of awakening to that and and so there's a recognition that there's a sharp pivot that needs to happen <laughs> and um for getting our needs met as well um but it's motivating because that capricorn pluto and venus and mars together are just create all that motivation to to make the climb, to take the challenge and to face it. They are working in conjunction with our direction, the thought of like transformation. And we have the cosmic lovers together in a concrete earth sign. It's very true. But 
as far as a sharp pivot, I kind of think that we're in a lot of transmutation and, 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 and we would like that. That's very true, just as a comment. But it is so important that we are communicating, yeah, through trauma, through whatever. And so the maybe we could focus on the degrees of this because it is in this, on the top arrow, with the Jupiter of great um, belief systems. And so on March 2nd at 1235 p.m. on the East Coast, that's right in the afternoon, so you have to change that wherever you might be, it'll be pretty close in the middle at 12 degrees, which has been a reoccurring degree for the last four or five months. This is, I think the last time it's actually going to be 12. It's most incredible. Uh, and the moon has, with the full moon, we'll see it's 27, which has been a reoccurring theme too. Um, so, which is something because isn't it? The USA has, ours is 12 degrees, according to the Sibley chart, uh, Sagittarius and the moon is 27 degrees Aquarius. Oh my goodness. So in other words, it's all these aspects, some of them a little bit helpful. Some of them like, eh, are you vinegar? I'm water. What kind of salad dressing do we make? Okay. Justin and Liz, what do you say about 12 degrees, which would be whether it's 12 or 13, it's so close to 12 degrees, 12 degrees. And a lot of 22s I've been seeing too, if you could talk about that. either. Yeah, well, good point. And we'll jump into that just real quickly, Sarah, because mm -hmm. remember on the conjunction back in 2020 and January 12th, that stellium, when we had Saturn and Pluto for 38 years cycle, because it adjusts, but it will be, I think, 38 years. And Ceres was right in there, the nurturing, the grief stricken goddess, you know, of vegetation and, and, and that along with a host of other signs but you're right 22 is like a kickback like oh okay what do you think now are we gonna adjust or what nathan or not nathan justin <laughs> go ahead liz you go ahead you go first liz okay so um i guess you want me to read the sabian symbols i mean a 12 makes well, a three so that's a celebration number or you know getting together and i know people want to you know gather together and you know do things, you know, it's like this great urge to get out and celebrate or do something. Go have a, a tea with your friend or a coffee. But the Sabian symbol, the 12 degrees, and I call it the karmic degree leading up to, is an examination of initiates and their character are being evaluated by the elders. And then um, what I call the moon degree is I bump it up one degree is 13 Pisces. The sword used in many battles is now in a museum. Time to put the sword down and aim for more peaceful times. Oh, wow. <laughs> a, a, a thought it, 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 to listen further. But when you said, um, you know, I know Ukraine wanted to be part of NATO. I was thinking the initiates with the elders. Whether that happens, we'll see. But it's interesting. Right. Yeah. The other countries are, are paying attention. So, um, and then the quest degree, the, the next degree, 14 degrees of where we're headed is a woman wrapped in a fox fur, feeling protected against storms and trials with tact, diplomacy, glamour, and intellect. Well, that's interesting. Justin, what's your take on all this? No, I, I agree both with what Sarah said and, you know, sort of there's this outward expansion right now. You see in this chart, all the planets are above the horizon. 
there's no planets below the horizon, a very strong diurnal chart. So I, you know, there's a real strong expression towards outer, outer one's outer world. And, um, you know, I think also this is a very powerful new moon because of course it's conjunct Jupiter. So Jupiter is going to expand exponentially that, that moon energy of compassion and that creativity, um, and that just sort of escapism and whatever goes along with, uh, Piscean themes. And then I also should point out, um, just for the, the, the audience is that, um, on April 12th coming up is that Jupiter Neptune conjunction and the last two time, and of course that's a, you know, every 12 years, Jupiter hits Neptune, but the last time though, it was in Nep uh, was in Pisces was in 1856. So this is a pretty major, major t Piscean period here. And, you know, to the, to the, the Sabian symbols that, that Liz, uh, uh, um, uh, red, I think, you know, it really brings, there's sort of a power there. There's, it's talking about valorization with the, the war sword and it's, and Dame Rudyard's take is on that was about valorization and willpower. Um, and I think that, uh, as we look at the Piscean archetype of, you know, giving one, you know, putting one's needs aside for something greater, um, the whole Christ archetype, I think that that's really kind of where we see this going with this moon. There are a lot of people are stepping up and, 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 and there's sort of this will to something greater than self right now. Yeah. This, this new moon is very, very powerful with three stilliums in the sign of Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, and they're all together. And so that concentrated energy just in three signs to me makes it really, really powerful. Yes, it does. And pardon me for flipping around here. I'm, I'll learn how to do this business. I had one where I thought it, I must have deleted in my efforts, but I wanted to show the by will. But at any rate, it is, you know, we have shadow sides to everything. I don't know if Sue went away yet. Yeah, there she goes. <laughs> what? Am I not on? I'm here. You keep yeah, disappearing. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you're back yeah. now, so. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, right? Just fly away. <laughs> yeah. So escaping, right? Pisces, that's what I was going to say. Well, in um, Capricorn mm -hmm. and Aquarius are ruled by Saturn and Uranus. So this high concentration of Saturn and Uranian energy in this chart is amazing. Yeah, and do you have anything to say about that, Sarah? I was just really, I've been chewing a lot on the 1856 associations. So is anybody there? I'm here. No, I think you're, 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 you're popping you, out. Liz. So with 1856, there was the uh, Treaty of Paris. And the conjunctions um, in Capricorn are, are really close, two degrees, 26 and um, 27 degrees with Vesta, Venus, Mars, and Pluto. Yeah. Liz, it's your system that's coming in and out, just to let you know. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, and that's a good point. I think you asked Sarah. Sarah, yes. What about the Treaty of There's, Paris? Well, I mean, a lot of the, the repeating themes of 1856 was because Jupiter 
and Neptune were, and there was this big cluster in Pisces and Uranus was hovering where it is exactly now. So as we've been having the same kind of aspects going, we've, there was the, the Treaty of Paris, which was again, Russia, Russia's invasion of the Baltic states and the Ottoman empire. And there was the agreement of Europe coming together and negotiating that territory and they're, they're abs, you know, they're leaving that zone and giving them, you know, a, a, a piece of Crimea, which is an area zone that they're working over. Another thing was, um, uh, Aval- of Gardo's law, which was uh, an Italian um, researcher um, and scientist, Amendo Avogadro, and he dealt with gas, like gas molecules, um, containment, measurement, distribution. And the big issue with this whole Russia and the sanctions has been over um, the distribution of natural gas. I mean, there's a lot of Europe is making a lot of sacrifices and um, during the winter months when they need that the most, they're willing to do that to ensure. But but that invention of a lot of it just spurred a whole bunch of um, in 1856 spurred a bunch of innovation and uh, technology from that sense. And there was, you know, transcendental meditation and um, a lot of spirituality that was made a big movement at that time and um, was extremely interesting and helpful. So Well, and important now for Pisces, you know, this idea of unifying spirit and body, Uranus itself, the, the planet of, of awakening, um, of the heavens, of electricity is... is is in grounded earth so that we can take the cosmic energies and bring them into body um on this on liz and that that's very thank you sarah for that um flash back to to like a thread that's really current right now nationally or internationally and and i'm thinking for this chart like our thoughts are really wanting to go fresh and new everything is pretty condensed like we're bringing up i mean i'm looking at mercury and saturn just a degree apart and but it is that powerhouse that we can't see on either side it easily as far as traditional astrology might goes because the even in others i mean it's so close in these other energies in they are connecting so we have our emotions the moon beliefs and then this change that's happening but how we're thinking in in our structures liz and justin well go ahead well just all this compact and uh the planets so close together and the stilliums and a stillium for those that don't know is three planets together usually within 10 degrees of each other in the same sign um, you know, this compact, concentrated energy, it's all so most of the planets are within five signs, a bowl shape. So it's like this inner reflection is also going on, which Pisces to me is like, you know, doing your self 
work. Um, it can be a personal thing, but it can also be, you know, that in, intuition is really increasing at this time. Um, there's just so much going on. With this like meditation room. that Sarah mm -hmm. was bringing up. Exactly. Good. It's like, let's grab the old and make it new. All right. I'm told I've, that it's time. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to mention just one thing about that, too. And, and I agree, you know, that whole piscean and uh, ruling the 12th house and meditation and and that and in this chart the moon is actually trying um hygia in this chart in scorpio so there's something about going on here about through one's dreams and meditation and spiritual work of deep transformation here with hygia and scorpio trying that piscean moon Ooh, it so. does want to go down, doesn't it? And find that shadow and light the light on it. Of course, it's new, so you can do that in a new moon. But we could go on. I love this because, and it's associated not far, well, it is a distance from what we need to release. So the, the shadow side. Well, I'm told we need to come back and we'll have to depart, but we'll come back with some more light with the Moonbeam team. Thank you very much. This is the 27th of February. Okay, thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune, and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, Psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle, initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Wendy Wyrot, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconscious. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi again, this is Sue, and I'm with Sarah, Justin, and Liz, and it's the Moonbeam team. We're, we've talked about fair amount about the March 2nd new moon in Pisces, but I want to just give a recap because then we're going to go into the um, Virgo moon. But again, I've asked this great team and they're responding to kind of do the storyline, the theme 
over all of it. And so it's, it's, it's beautiful. I love, and I'm going to just recap a little bit. Initially, Liz was saying, okay, we're a 12 degree. That's add them together. It's a three. We want to get together. And I think looking at all these themes, that is one of the messages, but the, uh, Sabian symbol is the sword in the museum. So how are we going to do that? That's like, that's a goal, right? And the other thing is, it was brought up from both Justin and Sarah that in 1856, a monumental time, first of all, that was a conjunction and correct me here, Justin, but it, oh, Jupiter and, and, and uh, uh, Neptune. And actually, yeah, and that will be again on April 12th, something we're all looking aware of. I mean, we're looking forward, we're aware of it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's happening. That's a long time. And uh, it, 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 that energy is the expansion of everything of our belief systems onto the beyond. It's like a free cart to just really get together, come up with some ideas of collaboration, find your identity with Chiron, you know, through all the thick and the thin and the difficult. And I'm talking pretty optimistically. It's There's a lot of purging and struggles and there's other energies. But the point is we have chaos. And out of chaos, we can find something to reconstruct. So I think, oh, I wanted to say one thing about because peace has a lot to do with Pisces, compassion. And I was um, uh, through another group. The peace sign was in 1958, February 22nd. And it was a combination of two uh, Morse code signals that, that I believe that the N is a circle with like a lower V like this. And the D is a circle with a line. And he, it was nuclear disarmament. Armament, yes, that's Thank a hard you. word. Yes. <laughs> I'll bless you. And um, so interest, and so that caught on. Can you believe it? I mean, people look at that sign and say, well, is it a chicken feet or is it a missile? Or I thought maybe a pyramid with light coming up out of it. But it is this amazing simplicity of imagery you know pisces asks not just to say things literally it's the whole global thing it can be very picturesque it can be music it could be dance there's so many ways to share and connect through that three that we want because it is right matter spirit and the beyond yeah okay. can i add can i add just one more thing um please because there's a a constellation and lineup that's happening with with these powerful placements of Jupiter and Neptune in kind of the signs that they rule. Um, so they have a lot more power there potentially, and they're in water signs and there's a lot of water that's happening, but where they're transiting constellation wise through our vantage point is um, at the water bearers bucket where it's downpouring, the flow yes. of water is downpouring, and then the flow goes right down into the Pisces fish mouth, the sign of Pisces, the constellation of Pisces. So there are some concerns about early spring, 
flooding, you know, like if you live in a flood zone, <laughs> I would just recommend quickly getting a policy. You can get an, a, a discounted policy through the FEMA website or the USA government. Mm -hmm. They've got links to find out whether you're in a flood zone and if um, and how to get a, an inexpensive policy. But, you know, this is the, the, the timing that I'm most concerned about is actually this coming Wednesday, <laughs> but it really goes through, it, it reaches that, it goes through that flow point all the way through the 15th of March, which could be a godsend for this conflict in Russia, because that's what's ended a lot of wars <laughs> and with Russia is because that permafrost over that area sinks all the, the equipment and the, the military equipment and tanks and all that stuff. It could just go into a big muddy well, bog never be extracted again. <laughs> yeah, nature <laughs> um, is, we are, like with Chiron, we're half man, half mankind, half horse, meaning we are both um, nature and humanity and being forewarned is forearmed, but it's, it could come out in many different forms that could be a possibility. It's, it is worthy to mention, or it could be an onslaught of just, um just a of, other many uh emotional i mean many many things yes yeah. yes so for those that this might be pertinent that's something to always hold it hold for your own right answer to yourself that's really what the chiron identity is, is being oneself just and i think a lot with the capricorn right now we've been conditioned it's the beauty of it but everything can have an extreme and there's a shadow so we need to throw off the conditioning and emerge okay let's go into unless somebody has something to say the next moon <laughs> speak yes go ahead uh uh justin let's hear you i'll bring it up oh oh you know what here i'm i hope people are forgiving me with all this stuff um i think you wanted to go into last um, Liz, didn't you, do you have something that you wanted to bring up about this one, the last new moon with Virgo? Oh, well, right now we're on the 18th. We're in a, a Virgo full moon in the last time, okay. the yearly lunar cycle Backing that we up. had a new moon was in um, September 6th of 2021. I just like to mention it. I don't usually talk about it. Okay. Much. We'll go with this. Justin. Returning to you. What well, you <laughs> I personally have my moons in Virgo. So <laughs> I always pay attention when that happens. I think people should always pay attention because things will tend to happen in your life when you when that moon hits every month and on, on your own natal moon and mine is Virgo. But I think, you know, one thing that really jumped out with me on this, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what Liz or Sarah has to say about the Sabian symbols. But I think one thing that really, I think, it, it really jumps out at me on this is that now with the full moon the the moon is in opposition to jupiter and virgo and we always know that that moon in virgo is going to be much more like okay reality bites you know pisces is oh yeah things are going to be great but then that moon moves into virgo the opposite and says nope you got to do this and you got to do that and so reality is going to kind of jerk the chain there a little bit with the jupiter um, and, and then, of course, but 
again, it's going to be a, a really intense emotional time because the, the moon will be uh, trying to Pluto. So there's some really great uh, energies that can be used uh, creativity wise in this. But I think the, the Virgo moon is going to kind of bring a dose of reality. But I, I'm just curious to what maybe oh, Liz I has agree. on the Sabian symbols. Yeah, we can go Okay, there. for uh, the karmic degree, 27 Virgo is aristocratic elderly ladies drinking afternoon tea in a wealthy home. So that's another indication of people getting out and gathering. And then the moon degree, 28 degrees, a man who has seized power, power to push forward with decisions, take action to move onward. So if, mm. if you've been like thinking about something and, and haven't, felt it's the right time it's it's really getting close to have it being the right time to move forward on things and then the quest degree the degree that we're moving towards is gaining knowledge from ancient texts that illuminates the mind translate this knowledge into practical use at this time as we grow and mature yeah and part of this is to expand on these so i appreciate that so please any of you because it's like yes sarah yeah, that was beautiful. I loved hearing all that because in my note takeaway of what this is, these themes with that Neptune opposed the moon and conjunct the sun, it's, um, there's just a need to have a moment of honesty of what recognition and acknowledgement of what is what's debilitating, what is weak, what is challenging. And just when you're noticing the things that are hurting and acknowledging that, um, things that are being a burden and doing it without judgment, you know, doing it in a place of compassion, a willingness to go deep without going overboard, um, you know, being kind yet dismissive of excuses and being compassionate um, and and the willingness to just get busy with it. And I, I love the energy of that. I think it's somewhat complimentary in a way because this new moon has also a grand trine with the moon and Pluto and the North Node. So it's, it's supportive material lo logistical action that helps put a container and a structure to that information of how to oh, wow. move, yeah. move through it and move out of it. Get yeah, out container. That that's yeah, yeah. Contain towards what might be the opposite direction, but for soul growth, stuff we need to purge because Pluto is our transformational energy that says it ain't feeding us. Get rid of it and um, compost would be the easiest way there can be more difficult ways but that's the best but the fact that they're all flowing together in a trine just to speak to people that, that that's encouraging and of course compassion is so much part of of um of the virtue or the beauty of pisces and i think the fact of of releasing the the um judgment because capricorn needs to make a judgment often but yet not to get stuck in the morality about it i think for myself and and from what i've heard energetically that's where it stops and so if we can remember to just ascertain where to move next because it is a 
cardinal. It's an action sign. It doesn't want to stop. It wants to keep moving. It just wants to know kind of where the ground is, you know, where to tie the mast to or or what to do, that type of thing. So it's well put. And I well, think- you, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, ahead. no. No, I was going to say along those lines, you know, um, decision making where to go there. And I think that's, you know, back to uh, that whole what Sarah was talking about, the compassion that's real in no judgment, because that's really the the opposition between the Virgo and the and the Pisces. The Pisces is compassionate and creative and dreamy. And but the Virgo comes in and, and brings discernment and logic and reasoning and so there's a balance of logic and reasoning versus intuition there and so compassion versus criticalness and judgment and so it, it balances each other out so i think it definitely is a good uh polar uh thing if it's balanced to making uh, good decisions at this particular point in time definitely you know absolutely necessary too yeah we need all these forces because otherwise the roofs would decay if we never did some cleaning of the gutter for instance you know the forces are going to come they're going to tear down your house somehow so it, it does but it, on a yeah looking at those sabians because trying to understand them so in other words it's starting off from this aristocrat, which in a sense, I think is maybe elitism. It, 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 you could have a lot of nice things attached to it, but not everybody is, we do have this uh, separation with that concept. So then it becomes into the an individual taking the power and hopefully it's their own power. It's not power from somebody else. That's, uh, that would be, but there is, and if we look at, um, there's hope for that because still Mars of our direction and and, and assertiveness with Venus of our um, value and our, uh, because you know it does give purpose. It does give, um, what are we attracted to? Why are we attracted to that? You know, what do we desire? You know, those two combined, it, it could lead there to, empower ourselves. well and with this chart having the grand trine in earth that helps to ground us a little bit because it's been you know you know it's like do i do this or do i do that you know some people have made their choices and decisions and some still haven't and in this chart venus is square to uranus is besieged between saturn and mars so in this full moon venus isn't doing too well and then Mars will square Uranus a couple of days later. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of friction around the full moon, but I think just take your time, go with the flow and you'll be fine. Well, that's a good point because people want control. And that's one of the things of Virgo. I have my Saturn in Virgo, I have Virgo rising. I understand. And it's it's not always apparent to oneself because it's very it's a capable sign. That's the thing. It's it's it, it's a hands-on I doing it. I mean it's mutable, but it's 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 capable. And so therefore one thinks on an emotional basis, this moon is, you know, our emotions and our story, we can um uh control things and so if our values are a little uncertain you it is a good point to remember how to um 
take it's that like into account. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make a decision in 10 seconds or 10 minutes. It's like, you know, <laughs> think on it, think on it. You know? How can you with all that information coming in anyway? Anyway, right. and we're being light about this. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Neptune can, when Neptune conjuncts the sun or that's the sun conjuncts Neptune, more likely with that <laughs> primary motion going on. Um, there's a, it's very, it's overwhelming. It's fatiguing. There's, you know, there's a sense of mm -hmm. like, yeah. ugh, you know, time to let go. Yep. Yeah. So it's important to ask, um, okay, how do I ask for help? You know, where am I stuck? How do I ask for help? And, you know, allow yourself some power can't naps. We, yeah, huh? but can't we do it from the universe? Just say, hey, I need help. Write yourself a letter to the universe. Dance a little bit. Yes. Do a painting, something like that. Justin, I want to hear about Vedic. What do you think? Yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Vedic with the uh, well the moon is at what did we say was at 27 degrees virgo so yep. yeah the, so in the vedic the moon is in virgo as well uh because mm. it's 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 a it's an agreement there with the moon and the sun is also um uh, well the sun in um in the vedic would be in um um pisces still at that point but mm. there's an agreement there with that. I would definitely say definitely alignment with that. So. Well, it is interesting. Is. Yeah. Well, so it's a pretty true arrow going that way. And of course it's hard to perceive when we're talking globally as going back to that idea, but with this tremendous other connections of, of of planets transiting at exact times together such as this impending gaseous giant of jupiter to our far out neptune is is momentous especially going back to 1856 so it's it's really um uh there's more players on the field, I guess is what I'm saying. So holding to ourselves because the moon is personal, because I've heard a lot of you talk about what we can do, and that's an important factor. And with most of the planets below the horizon, I would say make sure to have space to have a time out for oneself or, mm. you know, meditate or take, you know, go um, do yoga or something for yourself. Yeah. It's like, don't put the pressure on yourself if you can help it. So did I lose the new moon with, oh, this is the new moon. That that was the bi-wheel, yeah. Yes, that was okay. the yearly cycle. So that's where the new moon and how we got to this full moon. Yeah, and it is an initiation. And this is the East Coast. So wherever it is, it's going to adjust a little bit. And I think with that, I'm going to bail out of these if I can stop sharing. I just somehow. I wanted to mention that. How do I stop? Not, oh, thank you. I just wanted to mention that there is a real, I mean, the, the new moon that's on April 1st just packs a lot of punch. There's a lot of vitality. Things are just going to move super fast on april 1st at that new moon in aries so um 
the best way to take advantage of all the mojo and the fast rapid movement that's going that's ahead is to really take advantage <laughs> of the intuitive downloads that are coming through this month of March. I like that. Just and I, you know, I wanted to say something about what Liz said about all the planets being below the horizon. And it's, so that's, I, I totally agree. That's going to be that full moon's a lot about what's going on below the surface and shadow work. And we see right down there at the bottom that that Chiron in Aries is sitting next to Pallas and, mm -hmm. and, uh, Ir uh, Eris, yeah. And so there's 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 a lot going on there within the ego, that Aries ego and energy of self that there's a lot down there. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be dis discord and anger. Maybe if if somebody's dealing with that or if we see it in our outer world of what's happening um, with with what's going on in the in the collective here with the, the war and everything, there's a lot down there with that shadow. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because that particular chart, just to remind my own self too, was from uh, September 6th. So that was like when it was the new moon in Virgo. So this is the full moon. So six months ago would be like looking at life. So yes, it sometimes what is anchoring or d disturbing or we're re triggering, yeah, is from earlier, it's like a reflection, like, oh, yeah, who am I? What is happening? What, how am I going to work with all this? Yeah, it's, and it does take introspection. So thank you, Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> well, these moons are very powerful, that's for sure. They are. And we're just taking the, the two spotlights. Of course, we've introduced a lot, and I really appreciate all of your work to work with me as I'm learning to work with it too, um, how to bridge this whole emotional story. Cause it said the moon is really our story of emotions. Yes. You know, to, to Sarah's point too, I really love this since I do mediumship also is that that is so powerful with that, that 12th house. I, if, if a person has a dream journal, I'd say pay attention to your dreams now because they're going to just, you know, or you're working on a creative project. There's so much going on in the collective unconsciousness and that mysticism, that Pisces and dreams that there, there can be like connection to your loved ones that have crossed over or even amazing dreams at this point, you know, I love I've, been that. I've been trying so hard to do this and it's, I lose it a lot of times. If I just, even with the notebook on the page, I can't read my handwriting later. So I'm trying to find a recorder just to like mumble out a few words of what well, I have to wear my glasses, heard, you know, what I what visions I was seeing so I can play that back. Yeah, there are many down my notes. Good point, because Virgo wants tools and it is a skill and it is a daily one. So we can introduce various ideas. I've been writing my three pages and then doing a little uh, poem and a cartoon. So, OK, we got to go. Thank you, Justin, Sarah, Liz. Namaste. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.